I got a message for your American buddy. I'm your wife, damn it! Ah, would have to go up to the wives in the library or the supermarket and say hello. I am new here. I know, George, you think I don't know anything, but I know people. I get 18 years of my life to stand in the same spot as you. You want your file? I found you your file. You want it out? I got you out. You needed money? I found you something. Now, let's face it here. I've got to, you know, latch on to something in my life. Oh, yeah, you blind. No use to try to sweet talk me, Miss Scarlett. I know you ever since I put the first pair of diapers on you. Who was going to love me? Who, who was going to make me feel good? I wish I had a mother like me instead of nice. Nice gets you shit. I got a two-inch thick solo in steak. Sit and defrost and wait this minute. When you and Guy come over and supple with us tonight, what do you say? Hello and welcome to another episode of The Best Supporting Podcast, a podcast dedicated to celebrating and dissecting the performances of our favorite Best Supporting Actresses. My name is Nick Kachanov, and you're wrong, Dr. Brewster, I'm very proud to be a woman, and I'm proud of this hospital, and before I see it destroyed by your petty tyrannies, I'll recommend to the board that you'll be thrown out into the street. And my name is Colin Drucker, and I said good day, Dr. Brewster, (laughs) which is what I had planned, I was so worried you were going to say it. (laughs) Oh, no, no, it's perfect. Oh, I mean, that's logically what's next. I mean, (sighs) Terry Gar. Terry Gar. I'm so glad that... Terry Gar and Tootsie. That's the end of the sentence. That's the tweet. That's the tweet. Terry Gar and Tootsie. That's the tweet. (laughs) That's the episode. (laughs) I start playing the the playoff music. (laughs) Um, I'm so glad that this episode is opening with immediately a discussion of and quotation of Miss Terry Gar. Ugh. I'm just so happy. I'm just so happy that Terry Gar is getting first billing in this episode because Terry Gar is great. And Terry Gar is great in Tootsie. Yeah, she kind of is. She, I'm like, not my best supporting actress. That's <laughs> Jessica Lang to me. Yeah, right. Because she, Terry Gar is giving such BSA energy from the second she's on this, like, it's almost like she's in a Woody Allen movie. She has that energy. She's giving me like this crossover between like Lisa Kudrow and um, someone else I, I thought of earlier today. It'll, it'll come back to me. But um, so natural, so charming, so funny. She has the best lines. Yeah. Yeah. It's funny. Yeah. Lisa Kudrow. That's a great reference. Like I, I could totally yeah. see Terry Gar, Lisa Kudrow playing, you know, mother daughter in a movie. Yeah. Oh, I mean. Let's get that. Yeah, right. In the books. Yeah, does that happen? Yeah. Though I, ugh, I don't. I mean, I, I, I'll cut this out if it's wrong. But I believe Terry Gar, I think her health has declined, uh, and oh, she's no. not performing anymore. I don't remember what it was exactly. Maybe an MS or something like that. In oh. any event, um, she is. Yeah, she is so funny, and I think a lot of it is because this script went through so many rewrites, and mm-hmm. um, the entire. Um, most of her dialogue and all of Bill Murray's character is all a credit to Elaine May, who is a brilliant yes. writer. Um, yes. And I feel like that's – and and um, Sandy was written specifically for Terry Gar. Yeah. And so I feel like it's just – it's just like a perfect recipe. And, I mean, I don't think it's cheating either. I think, like, Terry Gar was given the material and she nailed it. Yeah, I mean, that makes even more sense that it was written for her, too. I feel like there's this, I don't know what to call this, but I feel like, and I think it so rarely happens, but we've done two, this is our second so far, where there are two BSAs nominated for one movie, and just like Jane Alexander, just giving, 
it's like assistant to the, orig- the regional manager, you know what I mean? Like she's the best supporting actress to the best supporting actress, yes. you know? And both of them it's... co-stars to Dustin Hoffman. Yeah. I know. So strange. So strange. Oh, man, Terry Gar. Yeah. I mean, everything that she was saying, I, I eventually had to just stop typing all of her quotes. But uh, I was walking around the house saying that monologue uh, before we started, and it's very empowering. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I love that it's one, and so I love the one at the end about, like, you know, like, I've read The Second Sex. I know I'm responsible for my own orgasm. I, when she just goes down that, like, to me, it was just, like, if she had won it, that's when she won it for me. Oh, the scream alone oh, yeah. when he tells <laughs> Yeah. It's it's so good. And it's a and it's a great role. Like it's a um I've seen the musical and so that Oh you have Yeah. And Oh that's right, that's right. Okay. And that character is great in the musical. And I think they I mean they play it a little differently for like for example, like Jeff and Sandy get together at the end in the musical. Uh which is you know, and it's um she has the best song. Yeah, she's the best song. She kinda of, it's like the same bit over and over. The it's kind of the same and she like uh, basically just does different variations of it, you know, two more times. But it, it always, like, gets the applause. It, it, like, she was nominated for a Tony. Like, it's a great okay. role. And a way better role than the um, Julie character, which I yeah. found to be consistent. Yeah, it's so interesting, right? I I think I had seen, just to kind of get into this whole discussion, too, my relationship with Tootsie, I feel like I saw this a very long time ago and I I forgot most of the movie. I do remember loving Terry Gar and at the time not really seeing why Jessica Lange won Best Supporting Actress that year. I think on first watch I was very sort of like, all right, cool. Yeah, yeah. She doesn't have any moments. She doesn't have any Best Supporting Actress moments like outright. Like I think when it comes to like the when did she win it moment, I'm having a Mm -hmm. hard time with that. Same. Thank you, Colin. Right? I, I really have been <laughs> stressed out a little bit about it because I was like, there has to be something. Right, right. But maybe that is the conversation, which... I mean, go ahead. no, yeah. I mean, I, I think I, I was wondering if, like, when you had said the first time you watched it, I was wondering if you were going to say, like, watching it again, you, like, realized something. Because, I, I, I mean, I was watching it, like, very closely with the idea that, okay, this won the Oscar. Like, what was it? What is she doing here? And to be clear... Jessica Lang is great in Tootsie. Yes, I think it goes without saying. Yeah, she's yeah. great. She does not have a false note. She's funny. She's sensitive. She's interesting. Like she's she she has a lot of nuance. And like, there's just something about mm-hmm. Jessica Lang as an actress that um, there's always like stuff going on. There's always like a mannerism to what she's doing that I love. Mm-hmm. I just don't know compared to Terry Gar, where she has these moments. She has this like different frequency i just don't know what it is that jessica lang or that role is doing that's like oh this is standing out as like best performance of the year yeah uh to kind of continue that thought too my next line was going to be and i still kind of don't understand yeah yeah so uh, no you're fine (laughs) that was i was like anyways as i was saying (laughs) I'm like, you're wrong, Colin Drucker. <laughs> I was still talking. <laughs> I said you're wrong. <laughs> did you did you feel how mad I was at you? That's what she says. Yeah. So yeah, did you feel how much I hated you? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what, yeah. The big glasses. Oh my god. Oh, the great. big glasses. I mean <sighs> uh, that's a Halloween costume. Is Terry 80s, Gar yeah. auditioning oh. for the role? 
some little gay boy just shows up to my like door wearing that like oh. <laughs> um so as you were oh, but, as you were saying sorry as and I i'm interrupting was. you as no, you're saying you're again. fine yeah. <laughs> no it is absolutely fine i i still have the same opinion almost i i think i was even more so i sat down i was like all right there has to be a reason why she won this and then i just was so bowled over by terry gar still like even more so than i was before it's the gay man's character yeah. it is like it is exactly why we do this podcast mm-hmm. and it's 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 um a little I don't know. I uh, I have such doubts. I don't know. It's like second week in a row, but like we said maybe that's the conversation. It's more of like a cumulative sort of performance. It's like the sum of its parts, I guess in a way, not necessarily. There is which we'll get into like you said some moments but what i found interesting and we'll probably get into this obviously as well is that she was also nominated for best actress this year for francis yeah yeah which i uh i still haven't Jessica seen Lang, that is, yeah, yeah i still haven't seen um but i've been very keen to see because i feel like that's one of those performances where it's like very obvious why she's nominated you know you're, you're playing yeah. you know the 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 troubled actress like i think she's you know francis farmer i think had you know, mental uh health issues and alcoholism or something um and of course stanley kim stanley plays her mother and is nominated this year as well um yeah i mean i feel like that made a lot of sense and that movie in general would make sense to have nominated performances but tootsie Beyond Dustin Hoffman, which I can, I would, I recognize why you would nominate that role, um, yes. and Terry Gar, I just don't know what else about this acting wise feels Oscar caliber. Yeah, it was nominated for ten Academy Awards. Yeah, which is a lot for a comedy. I think it really is. Like, I, it's hard to think of something, you know. That's it's, and yes, you can argue that there is parts of it that have like dramatic themes. I guess too, like when it gets heavy, it gets heavy. But mm-hmm. for the most part, it's. I don't know. I was enjoying myself the entire time. It's 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 I was yeah. laughing and I, I just got that energy. But um, when I, I watched the trailer for Francis before we started recording and like it, it's like, you know, to quote you, it's like she goes to a 27 mm-hmm. at least like six times just in the trailer. Right. So I don't know if it's like one of those things. It's like when Melissa McCarthy won an Emmy for that mike and molly tv show mm-hmm. because she just previously was nominated for an oscar for bridesmaids is it is it like the residual award is it the, mm. you know the sort of well you're not going to beat meryl in sophie's choice but we'll give you the best supporting oh that's interesting oh because is that i don't know is that who she lost the oscar to her yeah oh. that's tough it's tough oh that's so interesting i was i meant to look that up um yeah that's a good point i mean i think i don't remember if this is the qualification but i think we talked about this in terms of categorizing as like a gloria stewart nomination where you're part of the rising yeah. tide of of a movie getting a lot of nominations it's like well tootsie's nominated for best picture and it's a huge movie and um you know jessica lang's a part of that and so that's kind of why and to me terry gar's nomination is nominated for the reasons why we get excited you know yeah and to be fair like the awards that tootsie was nominated for for like the academy awards the only acting were the three like jessica lang terry gar um dustin hoffman it was nominated for best picture best director and a lot of them were like cinematography and sound and film editing mm-hmm. and uh, best original song. Not that those aren't prestigious, you know what I mean? But it's uh, there. 
a little I don't know how to how to say that like less popular category. I, I would say, and that's no shade to anyone who's in. You know, obviously directing is important and technical, all that good stuff. Yeah, right. Well, I think it's different when there's a movie that sweeps like best picture, best director, best original script, or best you know adapted screenplay. Yeah, yeah. You know, best yeah. actor, actress. Like when it sweeps those like prestige categories. I mean, mm-hmm. it's. It's that, you know, sort of crazy argument of like, okay, those are the prestige categories, but a movie lives and dies by the editor, you know? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. In some ways, like, I feel like I'm more interested in the editor or I feel like I should be more interested in the the editor than I am the director, you know? Yeah. Like, that's so important. That's where it gets shaped and where that, like, flow happens and where that, like, everything that I think even supports the supporting actors comes from the editor, you know? Absolutely. Um, Timing. I think Jessica Lange even said that, like, she credits a lot of her performance to the editor of this movie because he edited her in a certain way to make it work, you know? And like, mm-hmm. it took a bit to, for her to find kind of like what levels to play um, and to not go to a 27 necessarily. Um, but that a lot of that came down to editing, which I think is a an interesting admission that I don't feel like I've ever heard other actors say. Yeah, very yeah. interesting yeah. indeed. Um, but I mean, all of this is to say that Tootsie is a good movie. Oh, I was I was loving it yeah. the whole time. Honestly, it's a I good was movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it's it's an interesting one to think of. Like I'm, I was very excited to do this one this week because it's a performance that, you know, it's funny. Last week I had the same impression about Penelope Cruz. I was like, oh yeah, I don't really know why she was nominated for that. And obviously, I came away fully understanding. Yeah, this I came in with the same feeling, and I came out still feeling like, yeah, I Jessica Lange is great in that. But if you, but if she wasn't. But you have to tell you'd have to tell me that she was nominated or that she won, you know? Yes. Yes. I feel like I've seen movies like that before too. Like if I was to go in not knowing who was nominated and someone just said, like, who do you think won or even was nominated for this? Mm-hmm. I don't think I would I would have chose Terry Gar. Totally. I, I would have been like, Oh, she definitely won an Oscar for that. Like Totally. Uh, that is, at least we would. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh yeah, totally. That's who we would call out. Totally. Um <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. I um and and I, and Bill Murray, I mean, in terms of best act, best supporting actor, I know he wasn't nominated, but he is fantastic in this. He's so funny. Yes. He's and oddly attractive. I would mm-hmm. say, like in some sort of like bonehead, you know, a playwright sort of goofy. I don't know, but kind of attractive way. I don't know how to describe it, but I was into it. Yeah, with him, I, um, the other night, uh, John and I were hanging out with a friend of his, and we were talking about. Um, I don't know if I remember his last name. Is it Andrew Scott from Fleabag, the guy who plays the priest? I think so. I'll look it up as you're talking yeah, to. Yeah, and hot priest. Hot priest. And so we were yeah. talking about him, and, and John's friend was saying, yeah, I don't really know if I see like what's so hot about him. And, and my takeaway was, like, I think he's one of those people where to just look at him is one thing, but then it's like, for me, if he turns out to be funny or to like make me laugh in some way, then he's gorgeous. And I, of course. And I think that's what's yeah. happening with Bill Murray is he looks like, you know, he's not like a dreamboat, but he's so funny yes. that that like informs the rest of it, you know? Yeah. And and just goes along with the whole like ruse of Dustin Hoffman mm-hmm. and like it never is really like he does sort of question it. But he's like, all right. Yeah. Like, this is what you're doing. I'll help you pick out a, no- a nightgown or whatever. You know, it's <laughs> yeah. His nonchalance it, like is a great balancing energy in the movie. Yes, exactly. Um, and I appreciate, you know, like. I think I appreciate watching the idea of like Michael becoming Dorothy and like what he's learning about himself and about women and like about like that scene when they're at the farm and he's holding the baby and there's that moment of like, oh my God, like this is what I want. 
Like, I, and like yeah. there's something I've never connected with before. And like, I can't have any of this. And I think there was just like something very profound about some of this that I was, I appreciated. And I think a lot of that came out of the multiple rewrites is like, they had to ground this in a more profound place and not just make it like Mrs. Doubtfire, you know? Yeah, I know. It's, it's in many ways too. It's like, there are certain things that it pulls like both men are dressing as women to get something that they would never or couldn't have you know the one would be you know michael just not being or being a working actor and then robin williams wanting to be around his family too so similar themes there but uh, along the way learning other things besides just mrs doubtfire is interesting too i mean we could go on a whole rabbit hole of that as well too yeah uh anyways um when was the first time you saw tootsie is it something you was this your first time or had it been a couple times i think i'd seen it it was one of those things maybe i saw parts of on tv years ago Mm -hmm. and like it was one of those movies that you're kind of like familiar with and you know the plot even if you haven't seen the movie like just the dustin hoffman in the red sequin gown like that just yeah yeah, it becomes the indelible image you know um but it was i feel like it was a movie that i maybe hadn't seen start to finish paying attention until this time or like at least as far as I remembered um yeah so yeah it was uh you know I, it was I mean obviously I'd, I'd seen them like having seen the musical that was interesting having that context going into the movie and seeing how much they translated into the stage version how they kind of tried to communicate some of the emotions from the movie into a song um the ending of the of the musical is a little different from the movie the musical yeah. is a lot more ambiguous like there at the end of the movie you kind of get the sense of like okay she's forgiven him but yeah. the end of the musical is really incredible there's no big well there is a big number eventually but the actual narrative ends on a very quiet moment of them like alone on a park bench and she's just like you know you know maybe one day we'll you know i don't remember what the note was but essentially the idea of like maybe one day we'll, we'll re- we can try to talk again yeah yeah i think that's kind of my one complaint with the script in the movie is like it's she i don't know i expected her to like at least have a little monologue like you did this to me Mm -hmm. and what you did was wrong and you know call him out it feels like she got all this power from dorothy and like standing up for herself and she just kind of uh you know softened almost immediately as soon as he said she and then she asked him for like the yellow dress or whatever and then mm. there was, it was an it was a nice sort of segue into that and then they started talking but i don't know i kind of wanted a little bit of fire from her at the end and that could have been yeah. an oscar moment that, or like the one i was looking for i don't know that's what i was expecting is that somewhere in yeah. in her sort of like sally field and mrs doubtfire yeah. you know <laughs> we have to go yeah we have to go i need to go, we have to go. like which is like i mean nominator for nominate sally field for just that moment it's just Ugh. The whole time. The whole time. It's just so great. And that's what I kind of thought this needed or what this role needed. You know, it's just some moment like that. But, yeah, I I mean, because when I think about the concept, like, I think what's different between Mrs. Doubtfire and Tootsie is that at the end, it's revealed in Mrs. Doubtfire that it's Daniel, the father of the children, the ex-husband. We all know who he is. He's a known quantity. At the end of Tootsie, yeah. it's revealed, who the fuckers, Michael Dorsey? Who the hell are you? And so it's easier to kind of for Miranda to forgive Daniel and Mrs. Doubtfire because it's like, well, it was it was you in my house the whole time. But for, you know, Julie to be like, oh, it was just this strange man in my bed wearing a wig and makeup and petting my hair. And for her to forgive that, she doesn't know who the fuck this guy is. Yeah. 
And that's kind of like the monologue right there. Yeah. It's like we laid in bed together and all this stuff and like mm-hmm. pointing out specific things like in a dr- I needed a I needed a dressing room fight. That is what yes. I needed. I needed and all we got was like almost like a, a cartoonish punch in the stomach. It was like boing. Yeah. It made right. this like weird sound. And I was and that was like, that's all you're gonna do? You're not gonna even I needed a slap at the very least. I thought at least a slap. Yeah. I was I I'm was really yeah. uh I was surprised. I mean, especially because we do get that moment from Sandy. We do get that from yeah. Terry Carr. Ugh. You know? And that's, I'm like, guys, this is what I needed. This is like, and especially to see Julie do that because she's so soft-spoken the whole time. To see her really come to life like that would have been like an exciting level. Yeah, I got to be honest. Like as far as you were saying too, or did you say it was Sydney Pollock that was? Oh, like the editing. Uh, yeah, that, that they told her to kind of like go down, not, not to go to a 27, mm-hmm. but... I really do think I was, I needed at least like, you know, a 16 I, because it is almost passive. It, it It's too passive in certain circumstances and you see that she's mad, but yeah, I don't know. Yeah. And I think, and all of this is, I think in the context of, you know, a best supporting actress winning performance, like yeah. as just a character in a movie, as just a love interest in a, in a movie. It's fine. I don't need her to be doing more. Like, I, that's this weird. And I think we're, we're both like saying, yeah, she's great in the movie. But if we're going to talk about what wins the Oscar, this is what yeah. I'm asking for and what I'm not getting. And that's the difference. Yeah. 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 I, I just missed it. And I really honestly was looking. And once it was over, I was like, shit. I was like, what? And I was looking at my notes section of like the moment she won it. And I didn't really have much i had a couple things mm-hmm. i jotted down and i'm not completely satisfied yeah i have like so, a few that i and i meant to like rewatch some scenes but i was like i think i'm really like panning for gold here you know like i'm really just looking yeah. for a nugget and it's i mean i don't know the, the moment she wanted is is a big moment and it's just not here it's a yeah. great performance it's just not it's just not uh to me it, it doesn't hit the BSA frequency. Yeah, I think that's a great way to put it, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because it's, we can, yeah, and just we're, we're trying, I don't even know, on a scale to like one to Terry Gar, it's like she's not, ugh. I know, one to Terry Gar, I know. It's, I think if, yeah. go ahead. Go no, 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 go ahead, go ahead, yeah. I was just going to say, if Terry Gar wasn't in this movie, maybe I would understand a little bit more, but I, it's like, you know, when you're looking at, Bianca Del Rio in the comedy challenge versus, you know, Laganja <laughs> Strunk. Yeah, you know? totally. Or maybe even someone mid-range. Like, Laganja was the Ivy worst. Ivy Winters. Like, sure, Ivy Winters. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, the perfect. They can, like, I feel like she could be Jessica Lange. Um, oh, my God, yeah. The Marilyn Monroe type, and which is kind of what she was channeling. She was really channeling her. Uh, <laughs> channeling her. That sort of soft-spoken blonde bombshell yeah. type, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, it, it was... I mean, Jessica Lange has so many interesting, like, career choices. And, and Francis, I mean, that same year being a perfect example, that this to me feels like a movie that, like, a role in a successful movie that she had. But I, I, I'd be shocked if she's like, oh, yeah, that's one of my, that's some of my best work, you know? Like, I'd be shocked if yeah. she thought that, you know? Yeah, especially working with Dustin Hoffman again. Oh. Or, like, I, if there's anything I've just learned, even more so than, you know, our Kramer versus Kramer episode, that he is just, as the kids say, extra. I just don't know. Because I feel, this is my little sort of, even if you are an actor or an actress that, like, 
you do this for the work and you take it very seriously as you should because it is about the work and everything like that you can still be kind you can still be easy to work with yes there might be friction every once in a while but not repetitive friction like i think of viola davis like she and like even Anne Dow listening to like uh, interviews with her and how like they work and their process and it's so methodical and um, they take it so seriously and they're they're kind and they're they are loved for it too. Like mm-hmm. I, I don't think it sucks because he does have a great performance and the movie itself is good. And I know that he, you know, uh, talked to or like talk is in quotes, really kind of negotiated and argued with Sidney Pollack a lot about the script and everything too but um i don't know i i feel like you could be kind and be and care about your work too that's yeah you know i I was watching this video um the other day about this um this is italian actress who had some success in the united states um named anna magnani um and so she's this fairly popular italian actress and then she was in uh, a film adaptation of a Tennessee Williams play called The Rose Tattoo, which is now like a revival of on Broadway. She won the Best Actress yeah. Oscar in the 50s. And there's something about her, like I'm very keen to get to know more about her because sort of the conceit of this video is just how she was bringing such a naturalistic style of acting to Hollywood at a time when everything was so stylized and so like, yeah. you know, not was so like they weren't showing any of the, the, you know, nasty nuances, you know, and she was just like putting it all out there. And like to watch her, you feel like you're just seeing like a slice of life. You don't feel like someone's acting. And once I hear that, especially if it's a woman, I'm like, you know, Colin shape cut out in the wall, you know, I'm just running. (laughs) So, um, but I think that, well, she was this like incredible and like very volatile actress and very like exciting to watch and, um, you know, did amazing things on screen the impression I get is that she was also very hard to work with and could be very mercurial. And like, I think there's that balance of, you know, I think of someone like Amy Adams who can just like go to like such a place in a, in a role and can like just bring so much out of her. But you get the impression is like once that's over, it's like, okay, she's Amy Adams again, or like Tony Collette and hereditary. Who's like, well, it was a job and doesn't have to kind of go like suffer through it for the rest of the day or like take it out on other people. And, I think, like, I th- I really appreciate that, and I think that's very challenging. And I'm, I guess, sort of wondering is, like, do you, we have to make room for the performers where it's, like, you get an amazing performance, but it never turns off. You know what I mean? And they're always an extra, but, like, when the camera's on, it's incredible. Yeah, I mean, I guess I just wouldn't want to be the one working with them, oh, honestly. Same. Like, oh, in, God. whether I'm the director or like the the scene partner, and yeah, I might learn some things. I, they might elevate, you know, my game a bit too. But also, like, I don't know, is it worth all of it? But uh, in some cases, possibly yes. I mean, he he does great in the movie. I don't, I'm not excusing the behavior, but it's just, uh, it's very selfish. I mean, I think at the same yeah. time, it's like. You know, I at the same time, I, you know, it is acting, and the and the idea is not that you're just like this fire hose that never turns off. Like that's, I think that that negates how most actual acting happens in terms of jobs. Is you're filming scenes with like multiple takes, or you're doing you know, uh, very careful methodical blocking for weeks for a show. Like you can't be just this volcano you have to learn the blocking you know mm-hmm. so i think that yeah there are people who are like that but i mean 
I think in any industry, there's someone who could be brilliant at the subject matter, but if they can't like hone it into like practice, then it's not worth anything. Yeah, it's interesting that they kept the line in when um, Dustin Hoffman's talking to Sidney Pollack, who is uh, his agent or whatever. He's like, no one in New York wants to work with you. They all know that you're talented, but you're just a pain in the ass. Mm -hmm. And I wonder how much of that is just kind of true to who he was at the moment, because uh, this was this was after Kramer versus Kramer. Yeah. So he had a reputation. I mean, it was at least a reputation that he's, you know, a good actor. But um, uh, yeah, not I, I don't think I would look forward to working with him. Oh, God. <laughs> just reading stuff. And I don't know. It's too much. Too much. I agree. Me. I agree. It's yes. Yeah. It's, uh, I'm, I'm happy to be watching it from afar. Um, yeah. Yeah. But all that being said, yes, I think that we should probably get into uh, the. I mean, we we kind of already have, but like, yeah, get into uh, the fellow nominees uh, yes. for Miss Jessica Lang uh, at the Oscars, and I've pulled up the awards list for the BAFTAs and the Golden Globes as well because I Ooh, feel yes, like please. all of that is get, feeling more and more relevant. So yeah, it's very telling. Yeah, I feel like it just gives us a nice little scope of the year. So actually um the BAFTAs that year it's a it's some interesting nominations a couple of performances I'm not super familiar with uh Maureen Lipman in Educating Rita as Trish I've heard of that movie I don't really know much about it sure. so I'll put that on the list uh, as well as Rosemary Harris in The Plowman's Lunch I'm not very familiar with that either but no. Terry Garr was nominated for Tootsie Jessica Lang was not and wow. Jamie Lee Curtis won for Trading Places whoa yeah yeah so um yeah uh interesting interesting at the baftas hopping over to the globes yeah. uh yeah so leslie ann warren was nominated for victor victoria kim stanley for francis um laney kazan for my favorite year love that uh i'm familiar with the uh original cast recording as they say of the broadway yeah. show which Lenny kazan was in so i kind of have a sense of what her role was i can see why she was nominated um share sure. as sissy for in come back to the five and dime jimmy dean jimmy dean which i have not seen but lots of bsa's in that um yeah sandy dennis is in that karen black is in that um someone else that i'm blanking on but lots of us uh, kathy bates um oh fun yeah um, and then uh, Jessica Lange won for Tootsie. So uh, uh, Terry Garr was not even nominated for Golden Globe. Yeah. The erasure. Off the map. Off the map. Ugh. That, of course, brings us to the Oscars. Um, as I mentioned earlier, Leslie Ann Warren, once again, nominated for Victor Victoria. Kim Stanley for Francis. Terry Garr, as previously discussed, for Tootsie. The first time mentioned uh, on, this, on this episode, Glenn Close for the world according yes. to Garp. Um, what I, we've gone, we've said so much about Terry Garp, but you can say as much as you want. We could spend this whole episode yeah. talking about Terry Garp. Yeah. But I'm keen to hear your thoughts and, and, and familiarity with um, any of these ladies. Yeah, it's kind of limited. This week is uh, kind of dry for me. Um, I, the world according to Garp has been on my list for quite some time. Even when I started the, the No Good, Very Bad Gay podcast, it was seemed like a movie that was in that canon mm -hmm. of, you know, queer movies that everyone had seen and filled with great performances. And John Lithgow's in there oh. and Glenn Close. Mm -hmm. And um, but I hadn't seen it. I, I did not even know Robin Williams was in it. I was watching a couple clips of Glenn and him. Uh, she plays his mother, which is crazy because I feel like they're not that far apart. It's like when Sally Field played 
Tom Hanks's mother and uh, Forrest Gump. I'm like, mm-hmm. you're probably like 10 years apart at best. But yeah, anyways. she was four years older than Robin Williams. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. But uh, side note, Robin Williams is a looker in that movie. I would not kick him out of bed. He looks great. Right? <laughs> right. He has got, it's, it's that little like fuzzy wuzzy bear quality. Yeah. Uh-huh. I am into it. Yeah. Um, but uh, she is doing her Glenn Close thing. I think she um, was great in the scenes that I watched. Um, she was like talking to a prostitute and trying to like... Uh, I saw that. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I, I don't know much about it, but I'm assuming she did great work and that's all I really know. How about you? Um, well, uh, speaking... I, I was not very familiar with the world according to Garp. I had seen the scene where she talks to the prostitute. Um, mm-hmm. Do you know the actress Swoozie Kurtz? Do I know Swoozie Kurtz? I was so afraid to assume. (laughs) No, I love her. She's great. She plays the prostitute. Oh my God, that's her. That's Swoozie Kurtz, yeah. That is Swoozie Kurtz. Yeah. Wow. I know. How have we not talked about Swoozie Kurtz in 11 episodes? I know. She's wonderful. We should talk about her sometime. Yes. Um, So, uh, yeah, I, I was not super familiar with the world according to Garp. Or Victor Victoria, though I did watch a couple of clips of Leslie Ann Warren, and she is giving total BSA energy in that movie. Oh, I mean, moment of silence for Leslie Ann. I mean, just Clue alone, first of all. Yes. Let's just say that out loud. Mm-hmm. Um, but also, yeah, I watched a clip of her singing um, Chicago, Illinois is the number that she does, and just giving me, you know, blonde bombshell sort of... Uh, you know, Adelaide from Guys and Dolls, mm-hmm. sort of boop boop be doo sort of character, if if you will. Yeah, totally. And I'm into it. Yeah. Yeah. Some of the other clips I saw, it's like it's just it's it's the kind of performance from like, oh, of course this is nominated. Like it's so mannered. There's so many nuances. There's so many little notes she gets to play. Mm-hmm. And she's so good at finding little notes. Like it yes. I I could see why this happened. Um I have not seen Francis, but I am familiar with kim stanley when i first started in the details there was someone who emailed me about her and said oh you should really check her out i think you'd really like her um i totally recommend there's a movie i haven't seen the whole thing but there's a movie on you can find all the parts on youtube called the goddess and it's essentially it's from the mid 60s it's black and white and i think it's essentially a variation on like the marilyn monroe story okay and there's a one clip of it, and I'll send it to you. I'll add it, I'll add it to the list. The list. Yeah, the list. Um, but there's a clip where her character is going on a date with this guy, and she's in the car talking to him. And and then, like, there's a, the whole sequence, like, the whole 10 minutes, like, the emotional roller coaster that she goes through is mm. – and, like – you just like pick up the frequency like a minute in you're like oh my god okay this is something special she is um we may have talked about this on the sandy dennis episode but there's a a full recording on youtube of uh the three sisters um oh she's one and she's in that yeah oh yes okay yeah i remember that conversation yeah 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 yeah. um she's phenomenal everything i found her in i i really want to watch francis now because i also feel like this might be like Marissa Tomei and the Wrestler, where I'm like, yeah, should she have probably actually won? You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so that's which I which I should say, uh, Amanda Kaczynski, Best Supporting Actress, did uh, text me and say you need to watch the Wrestler immediately, and I haven't watched it yet, but okay, um, yeah, it's on my list. Yeah, she loves it. Yeah, yeah and I'm, she's great in it. I'm very excited about that. So, um, yay, yeah, and so yeah, that's and obviously Terry Gar is fabulous in Tootsie. Uh, I mean. I just I think that there there I wish I could remember the other actress who she reminded me of. I no one was 
Lisa Kudrow, like when she gets a little like, I don't know, wound up, I guess she has the same, it's almost like the same quality of voice as Lisa, Lisa Kudrow. Mm-hmm. It's like that sort of, um, it's not whining, but uh, we all know what I'm talking about um, because she does spend a lot of this, I just think she's so great at playing an actress, which I feel is so difficult and Mm -hmm. a kind of a bad actress. And she's, you know, she's funny. And when she's giving this speech to to Michael at the at the birthday, she's like, we've been friends for six years. Oh, is it six years? Oh, my gosh. And she just like, I'm not good at giving speeches like just that. Oh, that's what it was. It was Diane Keaton. I'm thinking about like Woody Allen Mm -hmm. and just that sort of neurotic sort of. Well, I don't. Mm-hmm. I don't know what you call that. Uh, honestly, that I moment just made a noise. Yeah. <laughs> that moment you quoted is is such a Diane Keaton moment. That like, oh, I'm so bad at this. Yes. Like, I could see oh. Diane Keaton screen testing for Tootsie doing that moment. <laughs> exactly. Yes. Yes. Oh, stuffing a piece of cake in her purse mm-hmm. at the party. Oh. I mean, and then she when she when she went to the other party, yeah. she's like, oh, this is for my dog. He loves mm-hmm. grapes. <laughs> Oh yeah, and when, yeah, when she goes, when she walks past me, she's like, oh, what is a self serve? And she just like walks into where the food is. Like oh. that was like that's another like where she wanted Terry Gar, so good. And it's such an like, I wish they didn't sleep together. That doesn't happen in the musical either, which I appreciate. That weird moment where he like she catches him with his pants down and they have sex. Like, I think that complicates things. Um, yes, I like the narrative that it gives her of like you know I know I'm gonna get hurt. I just want my pain tonight. Like you know just. Love it. Yeah, can you can you just be real with me? I know what world I'm in right now. Like I'm a single woman dating in New York. I know what I'm dealing with. You know. Yeah, it's very uh, you know Margaret from Kramer versus Kramer. It's almost a it's not an identical relationship by any means because they don't sleep together. Too. It's they're two totally different characters, but have the same. They're running along the same tracks, I guess, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, you know, Margaret has a, a child, and uh, but I just. <laughs> At the end of the birthday party when she's like, oh, Michael, what a great party. My date left with someone else. Do you have any second all? Yeah. It's just like going on and on. And then they're walking outside and she bursts into tears. And mm-hmm. um, she's like, it's gay catnip. It's just like, I want to be around her. Uh, it's like, mm-hmm. and even when Dustin Hoffman says, Sandy, I want you. She's like, you want me? Like, I can't even imitate it because the way that she says it is so perfect. It's not surprised. It is so matter of fact. It's almost like a, there's a period at the end of the sentence rather than a question mark slash exclamation mm-hmm. point. It's just, yeah. I think that her marvelous. She's not yeah. a total ditz. I, like in the musical, they play yeah. up a much ditzier quality. But I think mm. the movie, and I think Terry Gar specifically, and Elaine May's writing, like she there's a there's a reality that she's grounded in that's that makes it work and i think that the comparison of margaret in kramer versus kramer like yeah they are running along the same track they are Mm -hmm. they're playing kind of like it's an interesting interesting like the the second woman in the movie you know what i mean um yeah that second yeah it's like lame to say there can only be two or three but like that's sure yeah what happens often um yeah and and that Sometimes it's a lot to ask for to get one woman, you know? Am I right, ladies? Am I right, ladies? So when you get two, it's like, oh, what's the second one doing? And she really, like, maximizes that. And Sandy does get, like, kind of the shaft in this movie. It's like she, she gets the great scene, though. She gets the scream. She picks up her purse and says, I am a professional. I will see you at rehearsal. And you kind of just, she kind of, you know, rides off into the sunset. But, uh... 
I don't know what like it's I think it's unfair to say it's like when people say like oh I didn't like the finale of that TV show it's like well what what did you want to happen Mm -hmm. you know what I mean like it's 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 it I don't feel like it's fair to complain about something unless you can kind of back it up with what you wanted but I don't know what I wanted so I'm yeah I don't know I just wanted more of her that's what I wanted I wanted I wanted her to come back every five minutes which she has enough she has enough of a, a role in this too where it's it's completely satisfying for me i think it's a good amount of time but yeah like if this was yeah. a tv show i think i would love her coming back every episode and existing and having a b story and like having her own narrative like i think there's yeah i it goes back I mean you've said this before but other best supporting actresses in general is like you look forward to seeing them again like you want to yeah. see them again like i just looked forward to sandy coming back yeah, it's like Phoebe and Friends. Like anytime there's a plot line with her, like I am, I am in it. I can't wait to see what she has to say because she always has something. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's kind of with Terry Gar. Yeah, Ugh, I love her. Um, yeah, it's uh, it's a great performance. I love that she got. I love just yeah that she got nominated. You know, for that for the Oscar for the BAFTA. Um, I don't know what else she's really been nominated for. I I think yeah. the only other thing I'm really familiar with, or was always familiar with, with Terry Gar was um, Mom and Dad Save the World. It, oh, I don't uh, even know this, it. I don't think I've ever heard of it. Yeah, bizarre. You should watch it. It's this bizarre movie from my childhood, from the early '90s. I always think of that movie and the movie um, "Stay Tuned," where the parents get sucked into the TV. Oh my god! Oh no, I've never heard of it. John Ritter and Pam Dauber. It's great, and it's like all these references to like TV shows and pop culture at sure. the time. But that's a movie I would I. I need to just watch again just for whatever podcast or for my own enjoyment. Yeah. Um, I highly recommend it. I think (laughs) it might be terrible, but um, it might be terrible. Yes. So of course, Terry Carr, unfortunately did not win the Oscar and no dig to Jessica Lange, but she did win. And uh, she gave us a speech that I think is similar to her performance. Is right there. <laughs> uh, this is a great honor for me. I thank you all very much. Um, I feel real lucky to have been a part of Tootsie, to have worked with actors like Charlie Durning and Dabney Coleman and Terry Gar, and to have had uh, Sidney Pollack as my director and Dustin Hoffman as my leading lady. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, this is so exciting. I want to thank you all very, very much. This means so much to me. Thank you. It's fine. Anyways. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> uh, that's funny. Um, it's fine. Um, yeah, it, it's like, I feel like much like her performance, the speech is fine. She has a couple of charming moments. She makes a little quiet joke about Dustin Hoffman being her leading lady. Yeah, it's so tempered and mm-hmm. just like, oh, God, I don't. And I think the reason why I'm like so wound up about it, too, is that I, I see and know what she's done since, I guess. Like even like her work on like American Horror Story and like all the like recent success she's had in like the last, you know, five, seven years. It's just been so great. And like really has got to show in her chops is that grammatic <laughs> really has got really has had the opportunity to show her chops or you know all that stuff anyways um i 
just know how I don't know. And, and you know, just because she's <clears throat> or can be fiery on screen doesn't mean she has to be in real life. But there's no it's the same character. It's the same person, mm. which, which is even more kind of like, oh, you you're Julie right now. Yeah. Of. Oh, totally. And I think that's that that's what's resonating is like this yeah. is just kind of like Julie. Yeah. OK. Yeah. So so it wasn't such a stretch. Yeah. playing her in Tootsie, you know? Um, and it's like, again, she's great in Tootsie, but she's getting an Oscar for it. I keep thinking for some reason, I don't know why this is the example I keep going to, but I keep thinking it's like if Katherine Heigl got an Oscar for Knocked Up. It's like, yeah, yeah she's good in it. She definitely commits to the role. Um, I don't know why she, I mean, actually, that movie has Oscar moments. You could say when she's giving birth. She, that's why she won. But like, yeah, I think, yeah. You know what I mean? It's like, even that seems more obvious. It's just a, yeah, it's just a strange role to get, to sort of like check that box um, because yeah. it doesn't really feel like it. it's much of a stretch. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think it's like, these, these are kind of, it's borderline almost into the moment she wanted, which I, I don't necessarily want to jump ahead, but I do want to talk about other, julie moments too i mean i think that there is you were saying before about how um oh, i'm sorry i can't remember the actress the italian actress's name you were talking about oh, how Anna in a, yeah yeah in a time where it was like um more exaggerated and uh you know i forget what adjective you used like she was this actress um the italian actress was kind of giving us real life when she was kind of just settled into it and like i will say that about jessica lang in this performance that like it feels like lived in it does like even when mm -hmm. like all the scenes with her baby and just kind of like i really enjoyed kind of walking her or like watching her walk around the apartment eating carrots and making dinner like it feels she feels very comfortable on screen like it, yeah. and has this sort of energy about her that is so calming and effortless and almost like ethereal she just kind of floats through the room and she's so beautiful oh um, my god it's which ridiculous is, yeah uh, i I do like the way that she listens. I will say that. Like, there's something she does about, like, she kind of lowers her forehead down a little bit and, like, the eye contact that she makes, even if it's, like, a little moment with Dorothy mm -hmm. or something like that, like, that sort of intimacy that she allowed herself to, I don't know, to, to go with when she's talking to Dorothy, I liked. It's like there's these bits mm -hmm. that are great. I, I don't know if, like, as far as, like, little tidbit nuances what what stuck out to you i mean i think that like what i kept thinking was if you could get an oscar for being charming then i think yeah. this is it like i think that's kind of like what you were saying is like there's you know I, I enjoy watching her making dinner and eating the carrots and and the way that she kind of like yeah has a very lived in energy and um you know feels like yeah i think that's like that elevated it for me slightly and that she felt what it felt like is they got a really great actress to play a fairly generic role. Fair enough. Yeah, and that's, I like that. That's what it was. Was that like Jessica Lange is so good at like bringing texture that this role that doesn't have any texture. It like yeah. she has some lines. She's given those those moments of like, don't you think it's hard to be a woman in the eighties? And like she's she's given scenes, but like. I think that's I don't think that she's given moments you know I don't think that she's given mm -hmm. um I think it's more of like what you're saying of like you're just watching almost like this real person go through this experience yeah it's kind of we're we're seeing it through her eyes I guess I hesitate saying that too even um 
I honestly like all the stuff that I kind of want her to maybe say or do is the stuff that uh um Dorothy gets to do. Yeah. And Dorothy gets to say like why didn't we see the breakup scene? Right. Where she broke up with like I would have le- like she comes home and there's really not a conversation. Mhm. Yeah, I'm surprised that we don't get that moment. We yeah, you know, we just we never get moments of her really like like I think I don't know. I think there's some sense of like women's independence and their you know their empowerment. And I guess I don't know. I guess I maybe would have expected to see more of that from her. Maybe I don't know. Like I think Sandy's character is drawn so finely to represent this like woman trying to work and have a love life at the same time in New York. And I think, as you said, like Julie feels very ethereal. And I think what comes with that is she feels a little like detached or like distant. You know, it's like you're watching a real person who never really lets you see who they truly are. Yeah, and I I wanted that sound like Michelle Visage here. I need to see vulnerability. Who are you? Yeah, yeah. I feel like I don't know Julie. Honestly, yeah. though, I, I, I know her enough. You know, we see her family and we, we know part of her story. And even when she says, like, she's going to break up with What's-His-Face and she's like, you know, she's standing there drinking the wine. I don't know. I just wanted more pacing and I wanted, like... I wanted more, she's mad. She's put up with all this shit her whole life. She's less prone to like say anything to anyone because she just kind of knows that that's her role. She has to date the director to keep going. And she's just kind of like, all right, this is my life. So when someone decides that that's not their life anymore, I need I need to see it. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah exactly. I, I need to see, and I need to see the aftermath of that too. I, and I, I can't really remember like the sequence after she breaks up with him and how quickly that goes into Michael revealing himself or but i know there's like the kiss on the couch Mm -hmm. to that scene as well so i don't know yeah well i think what happens is like the whole scene on the couch happens and then she kind of retreats from the movie because michael's keeping his distance and then he's having to try to figure out how to get out of the show and then it gets to the day of shooting and he brings her the gift for the baby and then that's kind of when we see her again so we don't see a lot of her at the sort of like climax of the movie it's more about Michael figuring out how he's going to make this reveal and get out of this. And so she is just an audience member of that. And so obviously, like, then there's the big reveal. And it's like, that's her moment for her to do something. And it's just that punch. So we never get kind of, like, everything you're talking about, like, we those moments are either, they either happen off screen or they're never fulfilled. Yeah. It's like, show me Sandy Dennis at the top of the stairs. I need to see. Yes. Jessica Lang at home with wine, <laughs> doing saying mm-hmm. something. I don't, even if it's just her, like, I don't know, eating a whole cake by herself. I I need something. Yeah, it doesn't have to be like screaming and yelling. Like, obviously, that's what we love. But like, there's yeah. so many other ways to kind of have a moment. And I I think they weren't scripted in either. Like, it's not necessarily on her. Like, I think I don't know where she would have created them on her own. You know. Yeah. And I think it's just Julie is so isolated from everyone else in the movie. Mm-hmm. Like she doesn't have anyone that she talks to besides Dorothy. And I keep saying um, the guy that she's bringing. What is his name? Uh, uh, Dabney Coleman. Ron. Ron, Ron is mm-hmm. his name. Yeah. And even then we don't really see a lot of them together. No. If they are together, they're not really talking. So like her only, you know, means of communication or just like inserting herself into the film is through Dorothy. So when it's a, when it's about Michael, which I I understand the need to wrap up the plot because that's what the whole movie is like leading up to is his reveal. How's it going to happen? What are you going to do now? Mm -hmm. But it just, 
I don't know. She kind of just disappears a bit. Yeah. And it's weird because then we get a whole sort of subplot with her father and it's, and going back to the childhood home or whatever. And like, it's an opportunity to kind of like, you know, I don't know, just give her, give her more of a, a, a showcased moment, you know? Yeah. I feel like her father has more of a moment mm-hmm. with Michael at the bar, even though it's a very subtle, I, I love that scene a lot, actually. Like, I, I thought that was so well written and the fact that he's like, don't give it, or outside. Because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it sounds like he wants to like fight him, like go outside. But he's just said, don't give it to me now, give it to me outside. And he's still uh, kind to Michael, mm-hmm. even though like he's hurt his daughter and he's hurt him too, honestly. Yeah. Because he wanted to marry uh, Dorothy. Right, right. Like I think that scene a lot. Like, had sort of like, that was the opportunity for like a best supporting actor moment. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. for sure. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, it's, <sighs> it's, you know, I mean, normally we would dive in and like, there's this scene and there's that moment, but like, we would just be kind of reviewing each of the scenes Julie's in. I mean, I like, I guess that's to say that I don't have moments written down. I have like one potential when she won it moment in my, in my mind. And mm-hmm. I'm not even sure if I'm remembering it correctly. Oh, interesting. Um, but I mean, I, yeah, I mean, should we, have we, have we come to that moment? I know it seems premature, but I also feel good about it. Yeah. I think I have a couple of like runner ups mm-hmm. to kind of ease into it as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was thinking after we talk about this, we could spend a few minutes talking about marriage story because that is of course relevant. Oh my God. Yeah. Uh, yeah in terms of gonna... best supporting actress nominees for Golden Globes. So it's on, it's on oh brand. My God. Um, so yeah, I mean, I think it's it's short only because we don't have much to queen out on in this no, one. I have I have another surprise, not surprise too, but I have something else to talk about mm. that I watched recently. So okay, but it won't take up too much of your time. Oh, I, please, this is this is my life's work. Take take up as much time as you need. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Um, I do love. So this is this is like oh, maybe I'll lead with another one because now I'm thinking of it. I do love how she did that. Um. The obvious maybe choice, too, and it's, again, such a subtle, intimate moment with Dorothy and Julie in bed, too, is that whole sort of wallpaper monologue. Mm -hmm. Um, I think that's a really nice scene. But again, you know, I need to also, and I think we know that at the same time, that not every performance has to be at a 27, but I still need to feel, with that being said, the frequencies. And I still, even with that, I was like, this is this... I don't know. I feel like we're both talking in circles here too. It's like we're apologizing, but also like it's fine. And it's like, uh, <laughs> oh, I know, I know. I, I, we both love Jessica Lang. Yeah, so don't write us letters, okay? Yeah, don't write us um, letters. But uh, I think, I think everyone knows where we're coming from here. Mm-hmm. Um, I do love the her face when Michael asks her out in real life on that balcony, mm-hmm. and it's crazy that he used the same line. Yeah, like that she told it, and like how there was no registering that at all yeah yeah i like that scene it's again i was thinking of the musical because it plays out a bit differently there like this was i mean maybe some of it was a sign of the times but i was like this is like does this work on anybody ever yeah it it works when she says it but it doesn't Mm -hmm. work when a a man actually says it you know right exactly there's something about it unless not as a pickup line either too like i think it's like uh the party's wrapping up, and then you say it, maybe. Right. I don't know when right. that time comes. Yeah, because she but... says the thing about like wanting to just like have someone be direct and just tell her. Yes. yes. And it's like it's an interesting like commentary of like, you know, you think you want that, but then the opportunity presents itself and it like 
is not what you want. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. I think I have my, like my last two. So is there any other moments besides the moment you think, you know, or you feel I, in your heart of hearts that she wanted? Do you have any lead ups or my runner up would be probably at the very end when she says, I miss Dorothy. I feel yeah. like there's something really like childlike about that and something very complex about that, that I, I really enjoyed. That's a great line. That's a great line too. Yeah. It's a good one. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. Uh, how about you? What, uh, what, what, what's on your list? I'd say that these are probably a little bit of a tie. I've never done that before too, but they're both and they're, none of them are spoken. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, cause I think what we said, or you said before too, there's a lot of really like, great sort of ticks that she has whether it's like touching her collar or the back of her neck that i really like um i think one of them is when um and i love how dustin hoffman delivers it too it's when he asks her um why do you drink so much and the way that she kind of does that it's like signature jessica lang sort of like smile but there is something about that head roll that's just like i don't know speaking that because i think that is the same night of when she cooks Dorothy dinner for the first time, they're hanging out on the couch and they're getting to know each other too. Mm-hmm. I believe, I believe. Yeah. Um, she's all sweatshirt she on. Yeah. Cause it's a pretty heavy question and she kind of answers it, but kind of doesn't at the same time. Mm-hmm. And she's not really like, it's like, answer the question, Julie. <laughs> it's right. Like I wanted her to, um, that's sort of like my, my runner up, but I think I really just love that kitchen scene, honestly. And, but the one specific moment that I think she won it for me that I, just loved the choice was she when Dorothy says now tell me about Ron and the way that Jessica Lang pauses cutting she puts the knife down she puts her hand on her hips she also touches like her mouth she puts her hand on her hips again and then starts cutting it's oh wow amazing it's so it's like she's like well and then she just like goes back to cutting it is a micro moment but I, I love that I love she was almost it says everything about the relationship mm-hmm. too, without saying anything, which is like that's some BSA vibes. I I was into it, and I that was one of the first things I wrote down. There's something about when an actress gets into a kitchen with Dustin Hoffman is that they can just BSA. <laughs> yeah, out. honestly, yeah. Because <laughs> Margaret had such like similar Ugh. like gestury BSA moments in Kramer yes. versus Kramer, like not the yes. same gestures, but the same like nonverbal like storytelling and body language. Yes. Oh, if I could find that gift that I don't think it exists, but... Uh, oh, it, it, can, <laughs> it, it can be made, yeah. Yes. Um, oh, that's great. I love that. I feel like yeah. I'm happy to even just, like, glom onto that as my moment because yeah. I can't even think of the exact moment if it's when she's talking about, um, like, right before the, the kiss happens on the couch or if it's before that, but she says something about, like, feeling lonely. Um, and I just remember the way that she says lonely and the way that she... Yeah. Like, there's just this, like... It's a Jessica Lang thing where there's just that kind of like all of that 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 back of her throat stuff, you know, like all of that like there's just this like roller coaster of emotions that her words travel before they come out her lips, you know? Yeah, like getting caught. The words are getting caught mm-hmm. and she knows she has to say it but doesn't want to say it. Yeah, and I just I think that that like Maybe I was looking really closely because I was thinking, oh, this is it. This is the moment. This is when Jessica Lange is going to, like, do her Oscar thing. And I yeah. was putting a lot of weight on that. I, But I, I think – but I still think at the end of the day I'm probably just looking too closely at what is overall a good performance. 
Yeah, so absolutely. I think that like that moment that you're talking about, even if I can't remember it specifically, I, I your 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 retelling of it and your performance of it, which our listeners can't see, um, it might get nominated. I mean, you know, yeah. <laughs> Honestly, yeah, that was one of my favorite. Um, she didn't have to do that moment, mm-hmm. sort of. Um, with that gesture, it's just she stops cutting, puts the hand on the hips. I don't know if she touches her mouth, but it's definitely some hip action, and I just loved it. I love the interruption of whatever she was doing, that it was so it was so big of a question that she had to do something else. Yeah, uh, right. And I, and I think that. Yeah, and it's like you can't, you can't direct someone to do that. Yeah, I would, I would never think to put down the knife and touch my hips. I would just be like, I would maybe stop cutting. Or I would just like maybe wave my knife. Oh, you know, like blah mm-hmm. blah 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 blah. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, that's that's my moment. Yeah, that's and my like moment. all the storytelling in there. I mean, that's so similar to like Sandy Dennis pauses at the top of the stairs. Like this choice just tells you everything about what you're about to hear. Yeah, yeah. I think I might send it to you. I still I had to rent this on Amazon. I think mm. I don't think it was streaming anywhere. So I uh, still have it for another twenty four hours. Oh, so I'll, yeah, I'll find it. I'll find it. Yeah, I might still have Tootsie for like another like 20 minutes. So depending on when we wrap up, I'll try to see if we can watch it. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, I, uh, yeah, that's great. That's great. I love that. Um, mm-hmm. Well, uh, I before we get into, I mean, am I am I cutting us off or is this kind of get no, us? No, I'm, think, I'm ready. Yeah. I'm so ready. I will just say before we wrap up on our Tootsie talk, like, the 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 song Tootsie, like the original song, like it grew on me, but the music from this movie, I couldn't stand. Like it's, I can't stand. I hate it. I hate it. It's super. Almost sounds like a theme song for a 1980s sitcom. Yes. More so then. Oh, I was so afraid like, Randy Newman was going to start singing. I just like, you know. Yeah. It was bad. One of the songs was nominated for an Oscar. I can't remember which one it was at the moment. Probably I think I Tootsie. Pulled up. It probably was something like that. But um, yeah, I was just like, all right. Uh, it was called. It might. Oh no, the song is called "It Might Be You." Oh uh, yeah, I think I like that one a little bit more anyway. Um, yeah, yeah. But yeah, the music. I was like, I, it, that's exactly what I thought. It's like an '80s sitcom. Like I could see like the opening credits and people like turning and facing the camera, and then like a freeze frame, and then there's their name. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, anyway, so that's Tootsie Talk. Um, yeah, love it. Before we get into our BSA of the week, this is a bit of a you know. Uh, Best Supporting Actress Spotlight. And I feel like as we're getting to award season, we're going to have more of these moments to talk about or more of these performances or movies. Um, the Golden Globe nominations were recently announced. Um, mm-hmm. I, Especially because of this podcast, I want to see all of the nominated performances. Um, yes. And so one that we have both seen, um, and a movie that we've both obviously seen, seen beyond just the performance, is Marriage Story. Yeah. Uh, which I keep calling the marriage story, a marriage story, Same. but it's just marriage story. I don't know why I keep adding that. I keep <laughs> wanting to call it a marriage story. Yes. Yeah. I'm glad I'm not the only so one. Too. Yeah. Um, I will say the the poster for this is so strikingly familiar to Kramer versus Kramer. It's almost too on the nose. If you look up the poster for both of them, Ooh. it is almost the same thing oh that's interesting <laughs> marriage story. yeah okay it is i mean in ways i feel like it is the kramer versus kramer of our generation to with more if like joanna actually had a story arc rather than just like leaving for you know 
16 months. Oh, that, you know, you're right. I feel like this is this is so much uh, an updated 2020 Kramer versus Kramer. Sure, yeah. And and a lot of people would argue with that. I, I know that that's a that's a generalization for sure. But I think it's just because it's it was on my mind. Mm-hmm. Um, and we had just covered that too. So that's probably why I'm thinking of it a little bit more. But... So, Colin, what are what are your initial thoughts on this movie? There's a lot to break down, but there is. Um, yeah. So I haven't read it, but it's funny. About I had about forty movie minutes of the movie left. It's about it's a longer movie, and I, you know, just kind of I was dipping out of a scene a little bit, and I looked on my phone, and I went on Facebook, which is a real bad sign of how out of something I was, and because I never go on Facebook, and I'm scrolling through, yeah. and it's as if it psychically was targeting me because there was an article from like the Cut or something where someone said, you know, the headline was like, "I watched Marriage Story and I felt nothing," and I thought, Ooh. "Isn't this ironic that I'm seeing this headline while I'm like zoning out of this movie?" Um, I, and I didn't read it, and because I didn't want to like influence before I finished, um, yeah, the movie. But I wouldn't say that I felt nothing. Mm-hmm. I would say though that I did feel a lot like I was watching something happen, and I was watching a lot ha- like in front of me. But I wasn't. It was very rare that I was really emotionally affected, more so than like oh, I see what Scarlett Johansson's doing here in this moment. Oh, that's cool. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah, sure. Um, if anything, I felt like Adam Driver was like my really big takeaway. Same. Mm-hmm. Um, keep going. Oh, I don't want to interrupt. Um, it's not a movie uh, that I big... ever want to watch again, if I'm being honest. Yeah. Um, it's sure. kind of a slog. Uh, I loved, you know, um, Merritt Weaver was really great. in you know, oh, She kind of like a yeah. Woody Allen movie style, you know, like supporting role where she's just oh, in one sequence. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Uh, Julie Haggerty was great as the mother. Oh, it's great. Airplane. Airplane. Yeah. She, yeah. She's a great actress. Um, I, I guess I had to make sure that I wasn't watching Big Little Lies whenever Laura Dern's character was on screen because I was like, oh, wait a minute. Uh, who is it? oh oh okay yeah and it never ahead, really continue. i'm so glad i feel like we're on the same page i'm like yeah. i love laura dern but i'm not sure it's it's like consistent with uh, tootsie great performance should win the oscar mm, i don't know about that yeah um yeah i'm gonna chime in but keep no please I, or, i'm very keen unless... to hear i'm very okay. i feel like i've said a lot that i'm keen to hear your t- your side no of. um i okay i want to start with laura Dern because that was my biggest uh i mean among a lot of other things my biggest draw to the film because i know that she was nominated i thought for some reason she played the therapist i don't know why but mm. there there is no therapist in this movie which is one of my biggest problems with the film i think that we needed to see a little bit more fight at the beginning from each of them and i think that's one of the beginning sequence is beautiful yes. and it's almost like the trailer like that was i was sold from like the first 15 minutes and then um it because it's just it is if you watch the trailer it's basically what the first 15 minutes are like the love letter or like what they like about each other and like what their strengths are and then they go to this this isn't a spoiler i'm just like kind of talking about the movie like and i think that um they were in couples therapy and they had to read their, their letters out loud and Scarlett Johansson just didn't want to. And I was like, that's, that's not, I mean, fine, that's fine. But tell me why and let's sort this out. Like, I feel like this movie didn't really need to happen because I, the, um, the entire time I was like, what is Scarlett Johansson mad about again? And it's not that I was siding with Adam Driver. I just like, 
the main complaint or uh, I shouldn't say complaint, but like the main thing she was feeling is that she was getting lost in the relationship. Fair. That's fine. That's a valid um, sort of, especially with everything she described. I was like, yes, that that sounds exactly like, you know, he's the star. You're you're still in his life, but you're not getting what you want. And it's all about what he wants, which is like that's a you know, that's a fair balance of a relationship sometimes. And you need to make your voice known and work it out. But it went from that therapy session to like I'm leaving to California and then filing for a divorce. It just I don't know what was missing from that, but I wanted to see a little bit more therapy. So that's number one, mm. I think. Mm-hmm. Um I would say that there are some really good Scarlett Johansson movies. I know are movies, um, moments. Um, I, I really liked her a lot. I didn't love her all the time, but I was like, all right, Scarlett Johansson, I'm digging it. I, I think when she gets angry, I can't think of anything specific right now because I kind of just, I think I split it up even in a two parts because I had to go to work or something like that. But um, everyone will anyone who sees this movie will know that there there's there's one scene that lasts a long time and it's an argument in a living room oh yes um and i think maybe four minutes of that could have been trimmed off um because it's a long fight it's a long scene Mm -hmm. but it got to the point where and maybe this is intentional you know like when you you fight with someone so long and then you just kind of lose a little bit of ammo for a second and you're just like saying not really anything mm-hmm. back and forth. And maybe that it was intentional, but I was like, this seems it was either intentional or it seemed like bad writing at just in that moment too, because some of the fight was great. Yeah. And some of it was like, they were just like, are you kidding me? Like stuff like that. Like lines that I like, I was like, no, go back to like the good stuff. I just wanted to, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. And Adam driver during that is at a 27. Like he is. Yeah. That is the moment for him. That is the moment. Um, I will say that I was, so like that scene it's that fight towards the end in the apartment in a living room and he finally just goes for the jugular and it's and like right in her face and it's really incredible like i was like wow wow this is like this is going to a 27 like you can sit next to tony collette at the table adam like you know like i was impressed you are you are invited you are invited invited. yeah the only thing that i uh, he punches the wall, but he doesn't punch it as wide. I wanted him to go like through the wall. Mm-hmm. Like I wanted a lamp to be thrown. And then he decides at the last minute to sort of bang on it. Um, and it, it, I, I think I laughed actually at it. It was like kind of silly. But um, with that being said, still great. Um, yeah. Laura Dern is Renata. She is Renata, Renata. from Big Little Lies. Yes. And I didn't want it. She plays the divorce lawyer. And I... Ugh. Yeah, it's like one or two notes, and it all feels a little too winky, naughty, tongue-in-cheek. Like, there's just these moments where, like, when she's, like, self-promoting her book and things like that, where it doesn't feel lived in. It feels just kind of, like, performative. I mean, I felt the same way. Like, I wanted to love the scene together where with them where Scarlett Johansson's character is telling her Mm -hmm. all about why like that's that six minute monologue where she's eating and she's going to the bathroom and like Mm -hmm. i that is cat it should be catnip for me to watch an actress do things while she's performing a monologue and i have to tell you i was so annoyed the whole time i was like ugh, i can see everything you're doing like i see Mm -hmm. what you're doing you're performing this like distracted, bemused, wiping your nose, eating a biscotti, commenting on that in the middle of the comment. Like, it's so 
obvious. You're trying to be nuanced. It's so obvious. And I was really frustrated with like just how forced it was. And like, so that wasn't really working for me. But then on the other side, like um, Nora, I think was the character, Laura Dern's character. It just, yeah, it's one note. It's just, and like Renata, Renata Klein even hits way more levels than this character does. This is one of Renata's levels. This is Renata at work, not having a meltdown. And it's, again, it's solid. Laura Dern sells that role, but it's just like Tootsie in some ways. It's like Julie, where it's like, it's not a very dynamic role, like the ball-busting divorce lawyer, you know, groundbreaking, you know? But I feel like in comparison, Ray Liotta and Alan Alda. I was just going to say Alan Alda. Like, go on. But yeah, Yeah, like I just feel like, okay, they also took these roles that are, potentially familiar archetypes and there was something very like specific and like interesting about both of them the scenes with alan alda are one some of my favorite scenes in the entire movie Mm -hmm. i there's oh he just has like warm grandpa energy and you just feel like safe around him and like um you can almost feel the years of experience of him being a divorce lawyer, but always following, falling on the right side of things, or at least trying his best to do that. And he just, he's no nonsense, but he brings it in a way of like, I don't know. It's, it's such, it's so different from how Nora does it too, that um, I just, I love his office. I think like the setting really, really elevates that too. Like there's just like boxes everywhere Mm -hmm. and his secretary is like sitting on the ground playing with the kid. I have to say, I will not say the kid annoyed me. I hate how that kid was written. He was such a whiny little bitch. Yes. I could not stand everything for the sake of just making Adam Driver's character look bad. Yeah. Because that's what needed to happen at that moment, too. I, Especially all of this is because of Kramer versus Kramer. Like, that little boy just was so good. Mm-hmm. I was like, you'll never be that boy. But right. I, I'm sure he might be... It's a kid, so I'm not going to come too hard. I, I I don't know if it's the writing, but he just seemed whiny. He was always whining about something. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, I felt at times like I was watching, like, it was like watching a family from afar that I'm like, God, I'm so glad I'm not in the car with them. They are so, all of them are so annoying. And, like, mm-hmm. what made this more interesting was that there was some kind of financial challenge and that, mm-hmm. like, Adam Driver's character couldn't just, like, afford all of this willy-nilly. Like, I think... The world of Woody Allen, for example, like nobody's got money problems. Everybody can afford their dysfunction. Sure, I I will say that I would see this movie again because Keon hasn't seen it yet, and I would I would be interested for a rewatch just to see if my mind has changed a little bit. Overall, I will say I liked it. I think that there was, um, uh, Scarlett Johansson, some great moments, some not so great moments. Adam Driver is, like you said, the takeaway from this. Like, if you do not, if you don't want to watch this movie, watch it for Adam Driver because I really feel like he, it's a tough uh, category this year for that, mm. uh, for leading actor. Yeah. Because um, just looking at the Globes too. But um, also, I, I did cry once and it was when um, Adam Driver sang uh, Being Alive. Oh my God. If, if anything, just for, it meant so much more because of everything and especially if you know company it is just like as soon as you hear that song start i was like oh they knew exactly what they were doing there and that kind of 
redeemed the movie for me. I loved it a lot. Yeah, I did. I did like that. I loved the being alive moment. I also loved that it was so like um, him doing the other parts and him doing it the way they do it on the original cast oh, recording. Yeah, that's like how I do it on my car. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, and like it was sort of like there's almost like the moment where he's kind of like quoting. Elaine Stritch of like I don't think you'll ever be yes. a kid again like he does it in that knowing way of like oh we know it's this part you know like yes it's very studied I love it was that. so that was a great moment I love that I will say this it's reminded me of that is obviously there's he's he works in a theater and so there's a lot of actual New York theater actors um in the movie yeah I do th- and I'm curious your take on this I find that there are times where a theater actor stands out like a sore thumb in a movie. Sometimes, yeah, for sure. Was there anyone in this? I can't remember. All of them. Thinking. I mean, just all <laughs> like they like they were just they were all acting as if they were in a play. Oh, I think I know. Like when they're at the bar afterwards, mm-hmm. like after rehearsal. Yeah, it all feels like um, a scene in a play. It did. It did. It did. Um, yeah, I do understand that. And I do get that sometimes, too. It's like, I mean, this is saying, like, if I, I've never done any film, I've only done theater, and I would probably be 10 times worse, honestly, because it's a whole different ball game too. Mm-hmm. So, and some people just either have done, like, you know, enough TV where they feel comfortable. But, yeah, they were in a different movie. Yes. That all the character, the company of, um, it's, I think, honestly... <sighs> It might be the writing because everyone just takes one line. I how, I can't believe they're getting divorced. They've been together forever. Yes. I know. They're like parents to me. This is crazy. And then he walks in and mm-hmm. it, it just seemed like I didn't like the writing. And maybe that's it more than the performances too. Mm-hmm. It's just I didn't like that sort of trade off of everyone saying one line. Yeah, they were kind of given like stagey moments as well. So yep. like... Yeah, they they weren't. I guess that's fair to say that they weren't given very conversational moments to be conversational. They were yeah. given like Greek chorus moments. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I, with all this being said, I I felt like I did like it, and I see why it's getting praise. I don't think Laura. It, it would be a shame if Laura Dern won an Oscar for this. That's all I'm gonna say. Mm-hmm. I feel like she'll get nominated. Great, we love Laura Dern. Um, Scarlett Johansson will probably get nominated for Best Actress. Oh, yeah. Um, I don't know if Adam Driver will win. I would love if he did. I feel like there's a lot of good vibes Mm -hmm. being sent his way. He's already got one nomination for Black Klansman. Yeah. Um, I think he's really, he's he's clearly emerging as like, it's funny, we were talking about Dustin Hoffman this week. I feel like Adam Driver is emerging as a similar like style of actor, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. and I did like the way that just seeing the ins and outs, like you said, like for, from a financial perspective, but also just like getting representation for a divorce lawyer and what that I did not know the rule about if if the one spouse goes to this lawyer, that means that the spouse can't go to that lawyer mm-hmm. like if they're looking for someone. So which is why he goes to Alan Alda, too. So I did learn some things. I think like there are little fights and little like um uh, moments that all sort of couples go through like even leading up to the divorce and stuff like that and stuff they argue about it's i'm always interested in a sort of breakup story i don't know mm-hmm. why because it's just like i i just find it fascinating how you can be in love and then you can also be your own like the, like like what adam driver says to scarlett johansson which i won't say because it's one of the best moments like mm-hmm. during that that living room fight scene mm-hmm. but uh 
Yeah. I liked it. I, and I, I, I am excited to watch it again, if not just for the sake of Adam Driver. Um, I think it, it was it was great. Yeah, if I were to watch it again, I would probably just like pay more attention to his performance mm-hmm. and how it unravels, you know, or how it kind of unfolds throughout the movie. But it's yeah. I, I I do find it to be a I'm not I, there's a lot of other things that I'm gonna probably watch first. Sure. <laughs> yeah. Um I wanna mention something real quick before we get into anything else you want to talk about mm-hmm. but i watched um i went to the movie theater last night with keon we saw a 9 30 movie woof, at night so it was a split decision but we saw knives out we are going to see that after we finish recording tonight so oh okay so i won't say too much uh-huh. but i think it's it is such a holiday movie. It's such a Thanksgiving-y sort of like mm-hmm. romp. It is probably the closest thing that we'll get to Clue wow. in our sort of... But I will not say it's not as... Obviously, it's not as slapstick funny as mm-hmm. Clue, but there are moments of the that sort of winkiness um, that we get. Um, and the women. Jamie Lee Curtis. Yeah. Okay. Women. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Tony. I think you'll love Tony. Uh-huh. I'm not going to say anything else. Mm-hmm. Um, there's... Uh, Ooh, it's like I almost don't want to say anything now. Maybe we could save it for next we'll week. We'll save it. I know um, there's another woman in that who's been nominated for Best Supporting Actress. Yes, okay. Colin. Okay. So okay. keep an eye out for <laughs> We will talk about that next week. Uh, yes. And I'll just say the grandmother. That's all I'm going to say. Got it. The grandmother. Okay. I'm very and, excited. Uh, I'm I'm super excited. Okay. Yay. Okay. Um, anything else about the Globes before we move on to BSA of the Week? Any surprises, snubs, anything like that? No. I mean, my BSA of the Week is Globes related. So okay. um, I guess I would say yes, but I'll answer that as we get into BSA of the Week. Ooh. Can't wait. Um, I will say my one complaint about the Globes is that Shit's Creek was overlooked. Yes. It makes me a little sad. But they were just nominated. All four of them, the core four, were nominated for Critics' Choice Awards. So I will take that. All right. All right. I'll uh, take what I can week. get. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. All right. All right. BSA well, of the Week. BSA of the Week, which, as everybody knows, is each week we talk about an actor or performance or food or thing or show or place or whatever in our life is acting as a best supporting actress in our life. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so go for it. What's, what's your PSA of the week? All right. Well, I, I actually don't know how I stumbled upon it. It might've been like an Instagram ad or something on Facebook. Who knows? But I saw that there was this new show called and Juliet. I was thinking this was going to be your PSA of the week because I've been hearing it too, as you may know. (laughs) I know. I was, uh, John and I were messaging on Instagram uh, about it, and I'm so glad that I could spread the gospel of And Juliet. So it's kind of a strange title because it doesn't sound, it doesn't roll off the tongue great. Um, But basically, it is the story of Romeo and Juliet, but um, from the perspective of Juliet not killing herself at the end. And that's just the beginning of her story, which I feel is great. It reminds me of like Wicked, like uh, it's it's told from the Wicked Witch of the West perf- uh, perspective or something like that. I don't think that the story itself is, you know, from what I'm gathering, it's like it's it's cheese for sure. Mm-hmm. But also like I think there is this sort of just by the songs that I was listening to that there is a really great sort of relevance to like a lot of like, um, you know, uh, women taking control of their lives and sort of like uh feminism and also some like gender things as well going on as um in in the show but the i mean the main draw for all of this is a shit ton of music from like it's it's millennial sort of like catnip it's like the backstreet boys britney spears 
Uh, we have uh, there's Jesse J. There's also um, who do we have here? Uh, Katy Perry, um, Kelly Clarkson. And there's a lot of Backstreet Boys, which yeah. I am team Backstreet all the way. So I was thrilled. Um, Pink, Katy Perry, I said uh, already too. Um, it is pure joy from start to finish. And anyone who is into any of those artists will will love it. I've been. We were listening today in the car. It is just a great listen. And they're all really great, interesting covers of these songs too. Some of them are shorter than others. And I don't know how they got the rights to all this, but they did. That's what I keep thinking about. Is this all the same record label? Like how did they manage yeah. to do this? Oh, wait, I think... I think, John, we were talking about this, and I think if I'm correct, all of these songs were written by Max Martin. Oh. Because he asked a friend of his about this, like, who, like, works in, like, you know, works for MTI and, like, kind of knows, I mean, I guess, you know, sees a lot of musical theater, has a lot of info and things. And apparently the show itself, I guess it's been in, in the UK or in London, is not good, but the music is great. And so yeah, that's why it hasn't it, happened over here. Yeah. Yes, that's the most important detail that I left out. That is, it. this is a UK show. Mm-hmm. Um, also, I just wanted to mention um, Demi Lovato, Confident, one of my favorite songs, and also an Adam Lambert song as well. Um, so check it out. And Julia, the, the album art is great. Like if you could go on their like YouTube channel or not YouTube, but they have an Instagram account you could watch. It looks like it'd be a good time. Like, um, I don't know how long of a life it'll have, but I'm really thrilled. Like what John said in his Instagram message is like, like 13, 14 year old John would just like kill for the show to like mm-hmm. have happened at that part of our lives. But, um, but it's happening now and, and I'm, I'm loving it. And I think for a lot of people, it's even sweeter, you know, to have like honestly this, this like yeah. nostalgia factor. I mean, I haven't heard the whole thing. I heard a couple of songs he was listening to and I was like, this is genius to get people to come to the theater who aren't just like, you know, the blue hair crowd, God bless them. But I mean, this is a great way for people to get excited about musical theater. Um, it's yeah. a shame the story is not as good, but I thought like, what a, what a brilliant cross section is like, this like the nostalgia for this era and this music is huge and growing yes. you know yeah for sure there's also my last sort of like add-on is there's a really quite moving like rendition of shape of my heart uh by the backstreet boys that is i think my favorite song in the album wow uh, i mean or the soundtrack we'll call it that's great i think i know all of the all the originals so maybe i'll listen to it just to kind of yeah I get think. in on that yeah report back yeah, yeah. anyways that was that's my BSA of the week. Yeah. How about you? Um, so mine is an actual BSA nominee. Um, Whoa. I watched Hustlers today because <gasps> I wanted to know why, what, what, what's the yes, deal with J-Lo. Please tell me. I want J-Lo to win the Oscar. Wow. I think she's phenomenal. Okay. I, and, and it's not even like she's... You have to see it. You can rent it on YouTube for like two bucks. Like it's, it's oh, available. Good. You don't have to go oh. to the theaters. Yeah. Nah, we might even do that tonight. Yeah. I, I highly recommend it. It's a great movie. Constance Wu is great in the lead role. She's so good. Everyone in it's great. Cardi B shows up in it. Lizzo is in it for a little bit. Of course. Um, of course. Oh, who else? Oh, Kiki Palmer, who I know that name. She's great as well. It's just, it's a solid cast. Um, Best Supporting Actress winner Mercedes Rule has a small role. We'll want to eventually right. talk about her. Yeah, um, yeah. J-Lo is, kills it. it I, I don't, like, 
she it's the best thing I've ever seen her do. And it's not like she's given me Monique and Precious. It's just yeah. fully committed, fully lived in. Like it, it's like Jessica Lang in, in Tootsie, where it's fully lived in. And mm-hmm. there's just there's there's texture there. It's it's so good. She's so fucking good in it. She's so charming. She's so interesting. She plays a role that you you would expect, or if a man was writing, directing this, would make her like this ice cold bitch. But she's like this mm-hmm. real woman who connects with people and is like loving and and is real and like, but looks unfucking believable. Like I can't yeah. believe. It's crazy. JLo did all of her own pole work, and you see extensive pole dancing where it's like, this is JLo. You are, I mean, you are something. Like, holy crap. It's, it's crazy to think that I'm just, she could be our next BSA. It's I nuts. Ca- I hope it happens. I really do. I just think she's doing career best work in Hustlers. It's not my usual movie, but like, it's all women all the time. There's barely any men in it. It's all about women. Um, Julia Stiles shows up in it. <laughs> okay. She's not terrible. Sure. Uh, it's it's really good. I but J Lo, this is yeah. I I I want her to win just because I'm like yeah. This is great work. This is just like a great best supporting actress performance. <sighs> I'm excited to see it. It's been it's it's crazy that we haven't seen it yet because J Lo is one of Keon's divas for sure. Um, and oh, he's gonna lose his mind. Yeah, She's so good. I can't wait. And you can rent it on YouTube TV. That's awesome. I mean, I just yeah, I just rented it on YouTube and then just watched it, ah. like because they have movies on there to rent. So that's usually where I I watch Lovely. a lot of the stuff that we watch. It seems like so yeah. soon, but I'm glad that it's out. But I guess it came out a little bit ago. Um, either way, I'm excited. Yeah, yeah. It's it's a I highly recommend it. But um, but I guess that's all I have to say because we are now being as usual played off the podcast played off um should i give a soft-spoken speech about <laughs> yeah maybe you could quietly thank a few people and yeah. then just walk I'll quietly away tell you yeah. where to find me on social media um you can find <laughs> me at nick kachanov on twitter and instagram I, I feel like i need to have a southern lilt as i say because there is that jessica lang lilt that's just so charming as well but don't stop yourself i know, you know? uh you can also follow uh or s- listen to me every once in a while on the no good very bad gay podcast and my other podcast is squirrel friends cocktail hour where we talk about a lot of things that we talk about here on the best supporting podcast just what we're listening to watching that week uh it's great um so how about you colin where can we find you Well, you can hear more of me on In the Details, a celebration of nuance. Uh, You can hear more of me on All Right Mary, tweeting out about drag queens, drag race, RuPaul's Drag Race, drag race and RuPaul's Drag Race, because it's the same thing, Um, and other drag competition reality TV shows. Uh, You can find me on Twitter at Colin Drucker and Instagram at Colin Drucker underscore. And if you want to just reach out to both of us together, you can email us at thebsapod at gmail.com. Yeah. Tongue yes. pop. I want to say real quick too, because uh, normally this isn't part of our plug, but thank you to everyone who's leaving us such lovely reviews, sending us lovely emails and tweets and recommendations. We see you, we hear you, and it's just lovely. We salute you. Yeah, it's been uh, really so great. much love. Yes. Yeah, and if you want to spread that even further or connect even further, follow us on Twitter at BSA Pod. Yes, I forgot about Twitter. My yeah. goodness. Well, we want to thank. Terry Gar, oh, we want to yes. thank Jessica Lang, 
Um, we want to thank Jessica Lang and, and Laura Dern for their efforts. We want to thank J-Lo jo- for her efforts oh, and hopefully goodness, the yes. Academy thinks the same. Yes, I'm so excited um, for you to see Knives Out. Thank you, Knives Out. Thank you, Chris Evans. He mm-hmm. is so sexy in this movie. I can't wait. I don't know if uh, you're a fan, but uh, I'm a fan. <laughs> Just uh, listen, you know. I wouldn't kick him out of bed for saving the world. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, it's going to be great. Uh, I'm looking forward to next week. Uh, Holidays are coming, but we'll probably crank one more out. It'll be great. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think so. Well, until next time, folks, uh, thanks for tuning in. And uh, bye. That's your line. (laughs) And that, as they say, I was trying to think of something about Dr. Brewster. You're wrong. And I said good day. Yeah, I said good day. There it is. There it is. I said good day.